0: I'm Mark Steadman. Didn't you hear I come in six packs?
1: I'm John Higman. and where are my potato crisps? Hi, I'm Danny, and I'd rather people be puzzled than contemptuous.
0: It was on display in the bottom of a locked filing cabinet, stuck in a disused lavatory with a sign on the door saying, Beware of the Leopard. leopard, 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 leopard. From the outpost, this is Beware of the Leopard, your A to Z of the Hitchhiker's
1: Guide to the Galaxy. Welcome back, Danny. Hello! Yay! Yeah. Here. I, I hope you put in like a celebrate good time, little bed on like. If I can uh, afford it, yes. Some sort of analog. Yeah, yeah. we are having a good time. Come on, do
2: your happy Danny
0: dance, boo <laughs> doo. So how how are you? How, how are you doing? Are you tired?
1: I am good. I'm still a little bit tired. I'm still a little bit um, on Mexico time. Not packed. Yeah, still a little bit on Mexico time, which is six hours behind. Mm. Uh probably or or ahead. <laughs> <laughs> is Mexico time any
2: in any way related to Chico
1: time? Um you there's there's a lot of salsa that's in, I've gotta got uh gotta say that. There's a lot of what? It sounds like you're saying salsa which is um
0: which is related to salsa in that it comes from a similar region but is a different thing. Isn't salsa fizzy pop?
1: Yeah one thing i've realized i am a little bit obsessive about pop culture and i there are i hate the fact that there are references that i don't get but occasionally there are massive gaps where i go traveling and i have no idea about any flash in the pan thing that happened in that time Mm -hmm. so chico was one of them Mm. yeah i don't know chico tom I, i don't know what Baby shark is baby shark doo 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 baby
0: shark doo 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 doo
2: baby shark doo 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 baby shark mommy
0: shark doo 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 mommy. Is it cartoon? I mean, this is more in John's demographic, I guess, but it's a children's song. Um, that was on YouTube and because it became popular and because of the way music charts work now, anything can be in the music charts. So it got in the music charts? Yeah, because, um, the charts now count, um, streams on, uh, you know, the likes of Spotify, obviously, but also YouTube. And because that's how everybody watches everything and listens to everything, um, Baby Shark, which got viewed so many million times, uh, those, UK, uh, listens got counted. And so it was, um, yeah, it was in the top 40.
1: It may have peaked quite, um, quite highly or lowly depending on which way you look at the numbers yeah not scooby-doo and i'm scared to look at this point it's weird having cultural gaps like like that it's like not knowing what a mars bar is mm, just to be clear you know what a mars bar is yes <laughs> yes
2: so um a bit of a callback in in pop culture terms a bit of a callback to something we talked about on here um i recently experienced my own mandela effect oh wow and i was in south africa when it happened were you in jail for 20 years (laughs) no no and and i didn't die either but um we talked about the mandela effect on um on the show episodes ago (laughs) so many episodes and this is this is the 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 thing where you get some sort of delusion about something you swear blind happened yep i know um in in real life at that can't possibly have happened because the the actual timeline is against it. I've explained it very poorly.
1: Uh, no, 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 no. Is that that's the one with the um, the Bear Stein Bears, right? Yep. Everybody remembers it as Bear Stein Bears, but it's actually Bear Stan Bears or something. It's Be- Berenstein versus Berenstain. Oh,
2: I even though we we even though I think that has that example has come up on the pod, I don't. Oh god I just said on the pod I'm so sorry It's fine <gasps> Even though that has come up on the show um, I, don't, I still I, I'm totally blank on that Oh yeah it would be Because we're not American And that's
0: very very specifically <sighs> American I think No I read those books as kids Did you? Yeah Well you, you are a uh, You were a voracious reader <laughs> We're clearing the decks today and catching up on some tweets and emails, starting with Jez Higgins, who wrote to lend his support for Joss Whedon as producer of our new hypothetical random dent TV series and insists that G. Willow Wilson be in the writer's room.
1: Yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good
2: shout. She's a solid writer. And so for those who don't know who who that is, which was possibly me um, um and also me a while back I, I've, I've caught up can we can we tell everyone who that is
1: she did a comic called cairo i think it was called a really good graphic novel um about um her living in cairo essentially uh, and then she was hired by marvel to produce a uh, female um superhero and she developed a uh, the first um a Muslim, well, I don't know if it's the first Muslim. A Somali uh, little girl, uh, a Somali uh, girl called uh, Ms. Marvel. Ah, they're very, very charming, and she's a she's a great character. This is a
2: recommendation on the basis then that this is someone who's very deft at writing female-led teen things that are going to have some depth to them and aren't going to be very shallow
1: yeah I'll drink to that then yeah definitely but I was so excited about the the random adventures like I, I'm I, I want to pitch it as, um, as as she's the anti-doctor mm-hmm. so um, she's not just bumbling around she's got an actual purpose and I really liked Mark's idea that she's got to cause her own conception <laughs> so maybe her mum or something mentions that uh, that she was present during one of the incidents that led to the conception So she's constantly kind of in this state of arguing between fatalism and determinism Mm -hmm. where she's like, do I have to make an effort to get to that place at that time or will I naturally get there anyway? Mm -hmm. Um, So she's on this adventure, like trying to figure that out, uh, but she's accidentally helping people along the way. Just trying to muddle through. Um, I, I like that she's not going to be wide-eyed and wondrous about the universe like like the Doctor is, but she's going to be actually quite grumpy mm-hmm. <laughs> and, quite, and quite and quite surly about like different races. and oh, Fucking damn. That's, that's the problem with you, your basic Grebulon, is there... Uh... Yeah, I, I, I liked that. I also like the idea of, as we've established in a, a very involved uh, blog post, uh, that it happens in the same universe as Doctor Who, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. mm me and John established that and there is um, a doctor's daughter kicking around that's not been used for anything oh there was an nice. episode where um, the doctor had uh, convolutedly had had a daughter and she was kind of like a like a space pilot so this is this is
2: the um the actor who is the daughter of the tv trillion
1: yes that's i think that's uh that's what i was thinking of as well yes i really like the idea that she turns up and she's kind of like an exaggerated adventure like, like lord flash <laughs> yes just kind of like turning up and like being all into adventure where random's just like oh, i just really can't be asked oh, like like sl- by slapping and whatnot. One last thing, I really want a subplot where uh, Zephyr Beetlebrooks turns up as a guest star, and he's constantly concerned that he might be her dad, but has no idea how to play it. <laughs> so he just assumes that he's her dad. <laughs> he he, he he's kind of suspects that he is, so he does kind of dad-type things, like kind of stroke her shoulder now and again, like like is this daddy? I don't... <laughs> I, I, am I supposed to do
0: this? Is it a bit Root 1, if I suggest Maisie Williams to play random? Uh, who's,
1: who's Maisie Williams?
0: Maisie Williams is off, out of off of um, the Game of Thrones, and she has also been in Doctor Who. She was a...
2: Um, she was essentially the season arc Big Bad. Yeah, yeah. Really.
0: Um, and she's a she's a little, little ass kicker, uh, as, as you might you might describe her. Uh, she has a, a sort of a quite dark and interesting arc in um, Game of Thrones. And she's a she's she's a young person, possibly a bit a bit young for random, but she's got that sort of um, ass kick energy, which which might be nice. Is she not older than
2: than than we think she is? Because like she's, I, I think she's a, a young looking mm. kid anyway. Yeah, she. I guess she would have to be. Been She'd been doing Game of Thrones for like seven or eight years. Yeah, she's I 21. Think
0: she was like 11 or 12 when she started. Yeah, she's 21, so. Um,
1: she might also be a bit fresh faced. Yeah, I kind of want someone. Um, someone uh, English. Someone kind of. Well, Maisie is English. No, but kind of English looking. She's a bit, bit Hollywood. Okay. Well, in that case, you probably want
0: someone Irish looking because I think Irish has a. Um, uh this might sound mean but I think I- Irish people tend to have a specific ruddiness about them. <sighs> okay. He speaks as an Irishman. <laughs> half <laughs>
2: Irishman. What, what, what are you even saying?
0: Oh, they're pale as fuck, and they—you know—Irish people look Irish. You can tell an Irish person. Like you just look at some people and go, "Well, you're you're you really Irish." And I think that's that's kind of what you need because it's a soul that looks lived in, and that's what you need.
1: <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure Ruddy is what I'm going for. Like uh, I'm I'm going for uh, Callow, <laughs> kind of a bit pale. Oh wow, a bit pale and grumpy. Hello, Mark from the future here. I think what Danny
0: meant to say was sallow, not callow. It's going to be very difficult to cast this without sounding really mean, um, but a name that that springs fairly readily to mind, uh, and she is a bit too old for it, yeah, she's 33, uh, is um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Off of uh, off of Fleabag.
1: Ah. Oh, I've never seen that. Is that good?
2: Yeah, it is. It's very good it's very telling. Good, yeah. It's good telling. I, enjoy, I enjoyed The Killing Eve before I left. Mmm! I did not watch The Killing Eve yet. Mmm,
1: The Killing Eve Ooh, is good. Very good. Some very, very, very good moments. Uh, I read the book while I was away as well, and that is terrible. Oh? Yeah, really bad. Really really bad yeah i had an interesting um
0: chat with my parents on uh on saturday and uh the film uh, and this will be nice for john because i always i always get to bring this universe up the um the new film the girl in the spider's web uh is is out and they were saying do you want to go and see that and i said no because the book sucked and my mum couldn't understand she's she like yeah but the film might be good that, no, that's not how it works the story's not good. The girl
2: and the spiders. Is this a, this a dragon tattoo? It's another.
0: It's, it was a posthumous. Um, They've co- have they called for it? Yeah, they, they, they called it, for it um, a few few years ago, and it's it's really bad. Uh, the the author, I think, because either he was unimaginative or uh, because of a sign of the times, he tied the whole universe up in Marvel stuff, and it was like, can I just have? Can we just have one thing that isn't? Hasn't got this fucking urine stink of Marvel over it. <sighs> he, he put. It- <laughs> I think there's like a hacker who calls himself Thanos that comes directly from the Thanos in the Marvel universe. Uh There is um, there is some spider stuff that comes from spider. Like it, the characters are drawing on, in, uh, drawing inspiration from the Marvel universe. So it's not, it's not trying to say that the Marvel Universe exists in this universe. It's saying these characters have also read the comics. And I'm just like, no, that didn't happen. Leave it alone.
1: Oh, that's not the impression that I was getting. I was getting, like, the impression that you were talking about how they were, like, um, you know, in, in like prequels, mm-hmm. they always have that nod and the wink to the thing. That, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, in the Columbo prequel, prequel, he kind of puts on a raincoat and kind of nods at the camera and goes, yep. yes. Like, I, I thought you meant that, that, that he would like that the author was doing that, like, kind of wrapping it up in a in a very obvious... Um, cartoony, uh, comic y way, but you actually mean references to Marvel that anger you in a way that beyond reason. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Um, just because, you know, I'll go and see a Marvel film and they're fun, but.
1: Let's have a couple of things that aren't either a Star Wars or a Marvel. Let's just try that for a bit. John, when when, when did Mark get such strident opinions about race and Marvel? <laughs> I don't know. He's was an... away. <laughs> it's been arguments.
2: <laughs> has this has this writer not just? done what the original writer did about ikea (laughs) catalogs and talking about macbook processors i'm not going to talk to you about this but with marvel characters here's
1: a list of things that she bought that day
0: no let's move on to the next topic and now let's talk about grebulons
2: (laughs) and can i also just risk taking us like another level deeper into the many levels of pins and layers and sidebars we have here. Are, are you, are you, in, are you incepting I just, just want to talk to Danny about the Columbo prequel. <laughs> yeah. Is this a thing or is this something you've made? Is, is this an actual thing or is this like you telling, or is this like you being Mark Sebman and telling me that Thanos is in The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest? <sighs> That's a different book. That's a different book. That was written by
0: Steve Larson. That's a different book. That's not The Girl in the Spider's Web. It, either, sure. Okay, either.
1: <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> So much <laughs> okay. Either there is a um Kid Columbo uh, cartoon, Kid Columbo. Yeah, thank in you, the John. World. I did the same like, like a prequel to Columbo when he was a kid <laughs> that kind of explains his cigar smoking and kid. his mac and and his and, and his bunk eye, <laughs> oh, or wow. I'm really tired and I've imagined. Like an entire kid series. <laughs> I mean, in the nineties, there was a kid version of every yes giant property. That yes, was the thing that happened: Muppet Babies, uh, James Bond Junior, Young Indiana Jones. I mean, Columbo was big then, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's not without the realms of possibility. There, there could have been
1: a kid Columbo cartoon. I mean,
2: Rugrats was just uh, was just um, friends, but they were babies. Oh my god! <laughs> Get to Buzzfeed where you could earn a good. £5 on that article The, the one who was a real dickhead that's Ross yeah
0: Uh, Andrew Dubber, um, friend of the show, Andrew Dubber, um, because he, he's a listener, therefore he's a, he's a friend of ours, um, took us to task, uh, for not mentioning radio in our previous episode. And this is, um, quite frankly, egregious, uh, and, and something that, uh, I, uh, I hold myself personally responsible for. Um, considering how many goddamn times, I I, would like to say, originally oh, it's originally a radio series, of course, then got adapted into books. <laughs>
1: uh, I should really have, um, have, have made mention of it. I mean, oh, are we going to mention every abstract concept that has something to do with, like, oh, uh, uh, grass, grass, they trod on grass one Like, I, I think radio's too weird and broad. Oh, come on, be fair. It's a radio series. It's a book.
0: Also a book, yeah. But, we, yeah, I mean, it might might be difficult to put
1: books in as the series, uh, as, as a topic. Exactly, exactly. We didn't put books as a topic. We did put films as a topic.
2: It's, it's interesting that he chose... Um, <laughs> He's essentially just outed himself as a listener for the first time. <laughs> uh, he's been like, you know, as much as you're, you're poo pooing this, Danny. He's he's been waiting. <laughs> he's been waiting patiently through two and a half seasons, uh, for his moment. And uh, actually, it was records that he wanted to mention. Yes, as well, Mark. Uh, and, and all all I will say is, um,
0: it's it's lovely to have this message uh, from you, Andrew. Thank you very much. But. Um, where were you when we were asking for, you know, people to rate and review us and, you know, uh, you <laughs> click on the audible links and stuff like that? I mean, as much as it's lovely to get your feedback, Andrew, yeah, maybe also play the game. Oh. <laughs> but no, <laughs> that, that aside, you, you're like, you are completely right. And and uh, Danny's poo-pooing um, aside, I, I think, yeah, it does bear a mention um, because that is that is what that is what it was. And it was written for radio. And we've talked about that Um a few weeks ago, how there are jokes that are written because it was a radio series that you wouldn't necessarily write in book form, or got changed in book form because they, you know, th- those kind of things don't necessarily work. Um, and you know, I think the name Slarty Bartfast—it's—it's it's a name that's meant to be said out loud, and it's meant to be said in a southern accent because Slarty Bartfast doesn't isn't as funny. Um, and you know, there's there's all those kind of things that I think. Um, our testament to the fact that it was a radio series. Um, and my my last little friendly jibe is that um, Andrew um, said that we didn't even mention that it was a radio series on the website and then took a screenshot where it clearly says that it's a radio series.
1: But that's fine. Talking about radio series, I don't listen to a lot of them because the ones that I have listened to are always bad. Are all radio series
0: bad no and I, I think i i understand your your grievance and we have we've, we've done this when we've done little things on stage before uh we you know uh, a few of us i think we're all aware of the same cadence um and i keep bringing him up actually um but john finnamore also is is aware and he writes to this same kind of thing where everybody seems tired when they're talking on the radio <laughs> because that's how you emote and everybody whenever they're having a cup of tea for some reason they can't hold a cup without it banging everywhere Uh, and there's there's lots of that sort of we are doing a thing that people do kind of noises Uh, and i think one of the reasons that um hitchhikers works well is they don't have to do a lot of that because it's a fantastical world there are some points where it falls really flat and it falls down um As much as I'm a uh, a Jeffrey McGiven fan, there's a couple of points where he really th- does the radio equivalent of, of chewing the scenery, which kind of takes away the the effect. And in, I think I've mentioned before as well. Mark Wing Davy, who plays Zaphod Beeblebrox, forgot his accent um, in the second <laughs> and subsequent radio series <laughs> and made him American. And he was he was kind of mid sort of transatlantic British drawl in the first series, and they just forgot that. I
1: mean, here we are on the run and everything. We've got the police of half the galaxy. Up. After us, and we stop to pick up hitchhikers. Okay, so ten out of ten for style, but minus several million for good thinking. Okay. Did you know your building's being bombed? I think comedies probably
0: do that stuff a lot better because they're not trying to convince you that the world is real. Where I think a lot of the dramas, um, they still are. There are. There's. There's. There's a nice uh, new batch of. Um, fiction podcasts and things like that which are getting better at that stuff i think uh gimlet media's homecoming is a decent example that sometimes stuff isn't actually all that easy to hear because they are making a deliberate attempt a deliberate attempt to make it sound real and um, that is much more engaging than Oh, I've just walked into a room and I'm going to sit down.
1: Yeah, like I think I think my major I think my major problem is that I I love Neil Gaiman's stuff and that he did that massive production of Neverwhere with all the famous people. Mm. And I was so excited for it, and then it was like crunch, crunch, crunch. Mm-hmm. We're setting a scene with me crunching on some gravel. I'm obviously outside. Um, let me just check this cupboard. Bang! Crash! 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 cupboard. It's like oh my! Like it. It, it, it sounds like a, a six form <laughs> had, had done it. Like um. So yeah, I I think I'm bitterly disappointed about that. Yeah, it's
0: Radio Four has a very specific style and. I think Hitchhikers is one of the few that, but um, bucked that trend a little. Uh, so another bit of feedback then. Um, it's, uh, it came came on the on our email address. Um, incidentally, uh, do send anything uh, yeah, that you like uh, within reason, uh, that is, uh, to feedback at btlpodcast dot com, um, like uh, like this young scamp did.
2: Hi my sacrifice. I write to you in as much as I embed a trojan on the web page with porn which you have visited.
1: Right, okay. Okay. Can we just stop there? Yeah. What did he say at the beginning? Hi my sacrifice. My sacrifice. Yeah. Is that a mistranslation, or is that? Oh yeah, this is all a mistranslation. Yes. So is is that him being intimidating? Yes. Okay. Hi, my sacrifice. Hi. How how would you say that? Would you say that in a? Or would you say? All right, mate. You say you say that in a spinny chair in the dark. Yes.
0: And it also, I think it needs more sibilance on the s. I think it's hi, my sacrifice. Well, that's (laughs) if
2: it's intentional. I mean, we're saying that it's not.
0: I think I think he wants it to be intimidating. I just think his his. um, uh, whatever it is, to English translator, uh, translation machine has, has not come up with a very good choice from the from the thesaurus. Uh, or okay, professors. good notes, good
2: notes. Mm. Thanks. Hi, my sacrifice. Yes, I write you in as much as I embed a Trojan on the web page with porn, which you have visited. My malware grabbed all your private data and turned on your webcam, which captured the act of your onanism. <laughs> That's a great use of that word. Just after that, the virus saved your contact list. <laughs> I will delete the compromising video and data if you pay me 400 euro in Bitcoin. <laughs> this is address for payment. This is address for payment. I give you 30 hours after you open my message for making the transaction. As soon as you open the message, I'll know it right away. <laughs> it is not necessary to tell me that you have sent money to me. This wallet address is connected to you. My system will erase automatically after transfer confirmation. If you need 48 hours, just open the calculator in your desktop and press plus plus plus.
0: Hang on, what? Yeah, he thinks that, he, that we can he can convince credulous people to open the calculator on their uh, on their computer. Uh, and he thinks that people will believe if you press plus plus plus, He's there's some kind of hack in place, like a key logger or something that will send a message to him. That's how you
2: talk to the hackers, Dan.
1: Yeah. So don't go on to the don't go on there and write boobless. If you don't, he'll send a picture of you knocking one out. To all your contacts. Oh no, he's gonna. No, this is this is um, this is simply if we need more time, Danny. Right. So we've got thirty hours. Um, if we need
0: more time, if we need up to forty-eight hours, all we've got to do is open the calculator and hit plus three times, and we're all good. We'll, we'll get uh, we'll buy ourselves a little extra time to uh, to get the monies together.
2: If you don't pay, I'll send dirt to all your contacts. <laughs> 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 now that's mistranslation fun. I'm sure
0: he means the dirt, as in you know, like the scoop. But instead, he's basically saying, I'm going to
2: send some shit to your friends. I like
1: it. I'm going to send dirt. I'm going to send dirt.
2: <laughs> Let me remind you, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I see what you're doing. You can visit the police office, but no one can't help you. <laughs> that was literal. No one yep. can't help you. If you attempt to cheat me, I'll see it immediately. I don't live in your country, so nobody can track my location even for nine months. <laughs> Goodbye. Don't forget about the disgrace. And to ignore, your life can be ruined. (laughs) <laughs> it's such a great it's such a great little thing to toss off at the end. Goodbye. Don't forget about the disgrace. Please don't toss anything off at the end because...
1: Uh, are you trying to tell us... Because my life could be ruined. Mark, are you trying to tell us while you've been writing, recording and editing this podcast that you've been masturbating like one of them monkeys from Outbreak? <laughs> More like uh, the chimp from Friends, but yeah.
2: <laughs> Not enough people use the word onanism. On- 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 on-
1: onanism. Onanism.
0: Onanism.
1: Can we... Is that
0: sent from an email address? Uh yeah but I I mean that that is that is less interesting I think tracking the email address than it is see the wonderful thing about bitcoin Dan is is this thing called the blockchain and the wonderful thing about the blockchain is that it's public so I can find out everything I need to know about his uh, account
2: because I can just look at his address and see all of his transactions did you I mean if he didn't want us to he needed to open his calculator and press minus 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 <laughs>
1: he didn't uh, do that so, you, do, so do you have do you have dirt on him
0: um no but I can tell you that he's got about seven quid in his account
1: bless him so his his little scam isn't working very well oh right know. so I tell you what if we have an email address for him can we just not send him photographs of a banking wanking at, like at him <laughs> That because I have like multiple videos of me knocking one out, like just handy anyway. And let's let's explore that. <laughs> what what you don't? Well 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 no. How are you supposed to improve your technique if you don't play?
2: I'm
0: not looking for notes. John, Danny's Danny's back then. Oh, Danny's back, back on our bullshit. Yeah. So the, one of the topics which we'll we'll cover next week is um the room of informational illusions, and it is very strange that. When you type that phrase into Google, eh, lots of um, mail enhancement things come up, like lots of different ones. And they all have the phrase, room of informational illusions in them. (laughs) I don't understand why. Sorry, they, they have them on the pills? No, no, they have them on articles about the pills. Huh. The only thing I can guess is there's some kind of WordPress, probably WordPress hack, um, that must be spitting out the same or similar bits of random text pulled from random tracts on the internet. That's the only thing I can think of. But there's, it's, it's, and they're all different articles, but they're all four. So, like, one of them is Power Jack plus male enhancement. Oh. Another one is essential oils for male enhancement. Best over-the-counter male sex enhancement. Samurai male
1: enhancement. Oh. And so um, this doesn't really fit in that canon, does it? Um, no, it doesn't. It doesn't fit in anyone's canon. There's there's always a lot of VR analogs in sci-fi. Is vr gonna be a thing like i don't feel it is yeah it's like 3d
0: tv it's we, we we tried it in the 80s we had a revival in the 90s and then we tried it um about seven six seven years ago and it's it's it never caught
1: on. I, I i mean i genuinely haven't tried any of the new vr stuff i've got uh an oculus not the rift um
0: an oculus go i think it is and um it's quite fun, um, and th- there are there are some things that are quite fun. Um, I nearly shat myself um, <laughs> looking at um, a scary thing. There's um, <laughs> I have <laughs> I haven't um, paid for any content, but you can't. You like there's all sorts of stuff you can pay for on this thing. Uh, you know, you, you get the app and you just say, yeah, I'll have that game or whatever. And I've just played with all the free things, and one of them is like a demo for. Um, it was a promotion for Stranger Things, and it's uh, an experience where you sit in a room and basically loads of scary shit happens but it's it's rendered it's computer generated which basically means um unlike a video so with it with it with a normal video you can turn your head and you can see 360 degrees and that's fine but you sort of you know you're kind of still looking at video because if you tilt your head subtly the you don't see a little bit of like if you've got um a man and then there's a tree behind him in real life if you subtly move your head to the left you see a bit more of the tree poking out behind the man do you you see what i mean yep that that's yep yeah that's That's how reality works that's how exactly i'm not saying anything (laughs) controversial um in, in in obviously if you're just looking at a video you can't that can't happen um so you can still go 360 you can move your head all the way around and and that looks really compelling and you kind of feel like you're in there but you don't have that subtlety of being able to just shift your head slightly um I didn't realise that's what made it more compelling, so I was watching this Stranger Things thing, which is all procedurally generated, which means you can do those subtle head movements and you you really get a sense of depth in the world. And so... There's a uh, there's a scene where you're sat on uh, a sofa and the TV starts going weird and then you hear banging and all these weird things and then suddenly uh an arm comes out just out of a wall um through the plaster and the wallpaper um it like the, the whole plaster of the wall bends as the arm comes out and it just shoots out directly to the left of you and it frightened me so much um because it looked so real because of that 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 3D effect. And that that kind of stuff is really cool. So there are some really fun things I think we can do, but I still no, I don't think it's gonna catch on. I think it's still gonna be a novelty. I think it's still gonna be something that just a few nerds like um, you know, like podcasts.
1: I, I really like the idea of your cats watching you on the rift <laughs> and you <laughs> yeah, jumping yeah. out your skin and them going, <laughs> Oh you fucker, why'd you do that? <laughs> one of the one of the
2: things about uh technology and technology adoption is is that Often pioneering uses of technology come from the sex and porn industries.
0: Yes, a little like the time to penis rule. The
2: time to penis.
0: I, I, I mean, it's always time to penis. It's always time to penis. It is the rule that says any anything that you use to create um, can at some point uh, will at some point be used to draw a cock and balls. Yes.
2: But um, more more seriously, in terms of driving um, the sort of the the ramping up of the technology itself, and then the adoption of it. Um, so if you look if you look at the web, there's things like some of the first ways to transact money over the web were developed by um, adult entertainment industries through things like drop dialing. If you remember that back in our dial up modem days. You would connect over your 0845 number and you could be drop dialed off into premium content sites. Mm. Um, and most people would have come across that through doing stuff like donations to Comic Relief or making purchases at Domino's. I think they were using it. Um, but, um, yeah, that was all kind of pioneered by essentially the the follow up to the 0845. 08- 0891 chat line things that used to get advertised Mm on the TV. Um, Obviously, like, webcams and video and and that sort of stuff, a lot of that grew from adult entertainment. So VR and Sexy Time are obvious kind of bedfellows, but it would be a bit creepy to be... I don't know. I don't know how they would film VR Sexy Times.
0: I I don't know. I feel like it could probably be easier because the thing about vr is um because it's 360 degrees no one can be anywhere um because everyone's visible um and so it's it you know it's it it creates a particular technical challenge um and i've, I've heard this well, second third hand um from uh a, a couple of podcasters who did some stuff with discovery and right. um they had a discovery vr app and they made a bunch of videos and it was them doing cool stuff in cool places and and the the thing is you've got them as the presenters and and then you know like a guy who's showing them stuff and then everybody else has to just be miles away because you know the sound guys and the and and everything else um because you can look anywhere Um, and so i suspect you know i i i i will admit to being fairly naive i don't really watch porn but my understanding of porn is it probably takes place in a fairly locked uh, small room and so you, you, what you would need to do is put all the cameras in there, and then GTFO because you, you, you. What you don't want is someone engaging in an act of onanism, um, and then turning their head slightly to the left and seeing Jeff, the cameraman, um, or Pete from Sound hold, holding his boom arm um, because that's the likelihood of what'll happen. <laughs> and, unless it's a site specifically for that for Jeff's, yeah I mean if, if you come to see Jeff's boom arm um, then there are places that, that I'm sure you, if can you can come when you see Jeff's boom arm I yeah. come
1: when to see Jeff's boom arm all the time <laughs> it's a beautiful I, boom I, I guess if, it,
2: if I, I guess if it really is virtual reality in that sense I, I guess you could be role playing as a as a uh, adult entertainment performer then oh that gets meta so you're watching porn
0: of porn have you seen porn porn oh yeah mate it's total porn porn <laughs> I love that. So now we've got food porn, and now we've got porn porn. <laughs> Well, that was it. Um, that's, I mean, that's what that's what that's what you got. All right, so fine. Um, we'll we'll do uh, we'll do a normal episode next week, and we'll talk about all sorts of nonsense. Um, Danny will be here. Uh, John Bounds will be here. Um, but for now, um, thank you very much, John Hickman. Um, you can follow him uh, on Twitter at John Hickman, and uh, Danny is there at Probably Drunk. And uh, did you want to plug your um, your Instagram for your travels so people can look back at what you did? Nah no okay Um, (laughs) you'll 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 have got a book um, that we want people to buy for Christmas Um, and so uh, you should go and uh, well a link will be in the show notes Um, but if you just want to look for it or you see it in a shop and you think oh that'll be just right for my dad because that's who it's for then um 101 Things Birmingham Gave the World. Um, It is uh, a funny book and uh, an interesting book, and it is one that you should um, get ready in your stocking-filling type uh, mindset. Um, go, Go and buy it good amazon all the places all the
2: places mostly amazon
0: mostly amazon um well uh, listen thank you very much for listening um goodbye um, oh thank thank you for breaking me back in gently oh it's you know it's
2: we we uh we do
0: our best here we we like to like to make it all nice for you um all right well um don't forget about the disgrace and um <laughs> until next time share and enjoy
2: This podcast is produced by Podient. To find out more, visit podientproductions.com.